Do you think Jesus could do anything right here in Las Vegas, Sin City? I believe that what God is doing is He's created an eternal testimony. And what we know is when we can come together under a spirit of unity, nothing will be impossible. Hey, Las Vegas, thank you so much for joining us again on Las Vegas United, where we are all about uniting the body of Christ right here in our own backyard in Las Vegas. This show is all about us coming together and partnering with God to create an eternal testimony of his goodness, mercy, and power right here in our city. And today, I have some near and dear friends to my heart, David and Sherry Villarda. Hey guys, welcome hey, to the show. thank hey, you for having us. Thanks so much. We appreciate the invitation. Yeah, absolutely. It's so good. I love you guys so much. We've become really good friends since we're both here. We're both pastors in this city. But anyway, I don't want to steal your thunder. So tell us, tell us a little bit about your, yourselves. Well, like you said, um, I'm David. This is my wife, Sherry. And uh, we have, well, personally, I've been in Las Vegas for the past 26 years. Moved here in, in 1995 with my family. And uh, my wife, she's been here for quite some time now, more than 30 years. So I feel like we've been here all our lives, really. And uh, we have three beautiful kids. Yeah. Uh, we pastor an incredible church called Legacy Church here in, in Las Vegas. And uh, we're just grateful to be able to serve alongside great pastors like you mm -hmm. and have the opportunity to be able to do that together um, with like minds. So thanks so yeah. much. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you got to let people know, like you guys actually launched Legacy in the middle of 2020, right? Yeah, we actually launched online. So we started <laughs> online right in the heart of quarantine, right, right right, when it started. So we launched there online. It was a little interesting, challenging for him, I believe, preaching to a camera, preaching to me, sure. amening him behind the camera. But there was a need, mm -hmm. you know, and, and the word needed to get out. And uh, during that time, not no one gathering, the word still needed to get out. So we stepped out in faith and went for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So one thing I really appreciate about you both is you have like this amongst many things, you know, we talk often, I tell you how I yeah. love, um, there's things that you guys have at your church. I wish I had in my church, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, not necessarily from like lights and screens, but yeah. the relational aspect of it. But one thing is I, I really value about both of you is this, um, I, I look at you guys like as fearless people mm. um, because we we also launched our church in the middle of, of the pandemic as well. Right. One thing that we had to overcome was the spirit of fear because it's right. like, oh, my goodness, the yeah. world shut down and, and here we are. God's told us to launch. So talk to us uh, a little bit about being fearless uh, and launching your church whenever you launch the church and being fearless in this season of your life. Yeah. Well, um, fearless. Uh, I think we just operated with this spirit and this courage to go in and do exactly what God wanted us to do. Um, that means fear doesn't have a place there. Mm. We just had yeah. to have faith. Absolutely. Um, it was faith that got us to that point, and it was going to be faith that would get us through no matter what we were going through. And I just, we just felt like, you know, um, when God says yes, you, you, you say yes. And when he tells you to go, you go. And that's what we did. And we just trusted God that whatever, you know, area or way God took us, yeah. we would just follow and he would provide. And that's what it has been like, you know, from day one, uh, the day that we decided to go online, that has been uh, an experience. But, you know, just knowing that God got us through that Sunday, uh, <laughs> yeah. it was really Sunday to Sunday knowing 
man, God was with me this time. It was encouraging to know that, you know, people were being blessed by the, the messages and what God was doing through our, our ministry. And that just got us to the next Sunday. And here we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you guys are also business owners here in Vegas, right? You guys mm -hmm. own a wedding company. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and so you guys started your, whenever you guys went in line, started in person, you guys actually met in the chapel of, of yeah. a place, right? Talk to me a little bit about that. What did that look like? So our chapel during the um, quarantine time was shut down. And so I think probably towards the end when it started opening up a little bit, we, th we thought, we have this building. Let's meet up in the back and let's just do it. And let's go raw. You know, yeah. whoever shows up, whether it's my three kids <laughs> and my mama, let's go do church, you know. Yeah. And so we did. And it was powerful. Mm. It was we just wanted the presence of God. Mm -hmm. And during that season, if you remember, it was so uncertain. We didn't know, like like my husband said, from Sunday to Sunday, what was going to happen. Mm -hmm. We didn't know if the governor was going to shut us down again. We didn't know, right. you know, and it, it was what whatever was happening in our city we needed to know we needed to ride the altar and yeah. say god whatever we need to do we're still seeking after your presence yeah. and so i think that's what helped with the fear understanding we needed to go after his presence and we needed to understand what our assignment was and in yeah. that season our assignment was just to go after him because yeah. we didn't know what was next right you know and so we had his presence that's all we needed in that moment. But it was pretty powerful to me in a chapel. It was interesting, <laughs> you know, with masks on and everything. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, I think the Lord provided, though, <clears throat> in that moment. Yeah. Had we not had that, I think we wouldn't have had the moments that we had in the building of the foundation of what well, yeah. we started, you know. Absolutely. And I, and I love that about you guys. Like, you brought up the presence, the yeah. presence of God. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, I have friends. We all have friends that, like... I have Lutheran friends, I have Catholic friends, I have Pentecostal friends, Assembly of God friends, uh, you name it. I have yeah. friends in every denomination. But one thing I find to be really special with people nowadays who are, who are in the trenches doing church, especially with everything that we've come out of, is a newfound um, uh, desire, respect, and priority mm. for the presence of God. Absolutely. Because I believe that... Today, in today's culture, people don't need another screen. Come on. People don't need another light. People don't need yeah. another fog machine. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> and I've never once heard someone say, man, I went into your service and that fog right. hit that light. That's and, right. And God <laughs> just revealed himself to me. <laughs> yeah. no. You know what people need nowadays is they need <clears throat> the manifest presence Absolutely. of God. Absolutely. Yeah. And I love the fact that you guys prioritize his presence. I've been in services with you yeah. all and you guys love the presence of God just as much as what yeah. I do. Sometimes yeah. I think maybe even a little bit more. You know what I mean? <laughs> so that's that's awesome. So whenever it comes to your church, um, one thing that I value about you guys is you guys are huge into relationship and the family element. Yeah. Mm. Uh, one of the things that I wish I had more in my church, and we have a pretty good in our church, but I look at you guys, I'm like, man, I wish we had that. Is yeah. you guys have like this ride or die crew yeah. that mm. goes with you everywhere that got your back. Um, so talk to us. How How did you guys cultivate that? I'll answer that just because um, when we set out to not just launch this church, but um, as believers, you know, as my, my husband and I, our personality is uh, understanding compassion and understanding the heart of Jesus. And really, we we set out to say, you know, we're not going to be pastors that stay pastors behind the pulpit. Mm -hmm. We're going to go out and love people back to life. And that's actually yeah. one of our, our, the biggest things that we do. We love them back to life because we realized in the last, I think 50, 20 years serving together in ministry, 
people are hurting and people mm -hmm. are broken and people come and they look like they're all put together. But the moment you actually sit and you come down from your pulpit as a leader, as mm -hmm. a pastor, you see that their past is broken, they're mm -hmm. messed up. And that draws us. I mean, for my husband and I, it, we are drawn to people that need the love of God to be expressed to them. Mm -hmm. And it's it just who we are. Mm -hmm. And so with that, um, the leaders that we we train up, the leaders that attach themselves to us and we attach ourselves to them, we just love them through their life. Yeah. And um, it's not always about the structure and the strategy and the training. It's, are you there for me when I'm going through the toughest time of my life? And yeah, can I call you at 11 p.m. at night and say, Pastor, I'm about to lose it. Mm. Can you pray with me? Um, with that pour into people, it builds, I, I heard you say earlier, credibility, mm -hmm. you know, and consistency. And so with that, with the people that are surrounded with us, um, we love them through the highs and the lows. And I think that produces the connection. Mm -hmm. It can, produces the, the, uh, the special bond that we have mm -hmm. with the people surrounded with us and yeah. so th that's our assignment it's who we are we love the local church yeah we love um doing life with people and that's what we're about we know who we are in that and so i think that's what kind of makes us yeah, yeah. no i mean that's i think that's great <clears throat> so what would you say to somebody um who is his who's maybe a little bit hesitant getting involved in the relationship side of church because the reality is uh is sometimes we can we can let our vulnerability show mm. and that could be kind of a daunting task you sure, know letting someone sure. into your world so what would you say um uh maybe to the church person maybe even to the pastor mm. about cultivating that relationship aspect and letting letting people into your world well you know i i think it's an understanding of what we are trying to really do uh, from the get-go um, everything that we do is driven from our relationship with God mm -hmm. is relational. Mm -hmm. I think the way that we look at it and other people look at it, um, whether you're churched or not, a lot of times people look at God as this mystical being that's so far away, it's untouchable. <laughs> right. mm -hmm. What we're trying to uh, preach and what we're trying to show people is that God is as close as I am to you right now. Mm -hmm. And you could touch him right now. And the relationship that I want to have with people is the relationship that I have with God. It's all coming from that place of you know understanding what what love is and sometimes it's loving people through their mess yeah. it's loving them you know you don't have to be perfect to come to church mm -hmm. and act like you have to have it all together for other people to to care about you and love you and love you through it and that's our whole purpose is you know we're looking at people where whatever status or whatever wherever they are in their life we're just loving them you know at that place and i think that's what creates this open door mm -hmm. uh, whereas sometimes people feel it's a closed door at church because they feel like church is for perfect people when on the <laughs> when the reality is it's for imperfect people right and it's not it's not built for people that are perfect or saved it's built for the unchurched and those yeah. that need god and that's what we're really trying to do and when there's an atmosphere that's conducive for that kind of people i you know we truly believe that's that's a makeup for greatness, you know, where people can come out of their mess and have a message yeah. that they can share with other people that God loved them through it, you know. And if I can do that through my life, you know, then I know I'm doing my job as a pastor. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that's so good. <clears throat> um, 
I've I've heard people say, you know, the church is like a hospital. You right. know what I mean? I've heard other, other people say the church is like a gym. Mm. Right. You know what I mean? You don't lose to you don't wait to lose the weight before you go yeah. to the gym. You go to the gym to lose the weight. Right, right. You know? Right. Makes and we were talking about or a little bit earlier about my own personal weight loss journey. <laughs> my audience pray for me, okay? Just pray for me right now, all right? While we're doing this, right? Yes. But it's so true like there's this there's this idea and people like I have to have this certain level in my life right. before I can even darken the doors of a church. Right. right. I was talking with somebody um, earlier this week. You know, one thing we do is, as pastor, we sit down and have coffee with people. You yeah. know what I mean? Yep. Yep. And I'm reconnecting with different people in my life that I grew up with here in Las Vegas. Wow. And I'm talking with this individual and I'm like, man, just come to church. Just come yeah. to church. And this individual's like, well, I just don't know. Like, I just don't yeah. know. You know, I was in church. I walked away for a little bit. I just don't mm. know, like, about coming back to church. Mm. And I just told him, like, just come back to church. Don't right. worry about getting all this stuff together, you know, because yeah. they talk to me and they tell me what's going on in their life and everything like that. Yeah. And for me, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care what you're walking through. I don't Absolutely. care what, you know, if you are still dealing with this, you're still living with this person, you're still mm. maybe smoking that, smoking right. it, right? right? I don't mm -hmm. care. Come on. What I care about is your soul. Yeah. Wow. And so you need to just come the way you are because Jesus said, come to me all who are heavy burdened mm -hmm. and I will give you rest, right? That's right. And so I just tell them to come, just come yeah. how you are. And this, cause this is what I know. If they can just get in the room come on. and get in the atmosphere, like how you're saying, That's right. if they can just get in the room, get in the atmosphere, the Holy Spirit's going to get That's them right. and start moving and changing their that's life. Right. Yeah. yeah. I agree with you 100%. I, 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 and I think that's the point is if our goal is to facilitate, you know, a stage for the Holy Spirit to move, then we're doing the right thing. Yeah. You know, I think if we're trying to just do church as usual, uh, we know how to do church and we know how to create an atmosphere. But, you know, when the Holy Spirit is present, that's the key. If yeah. you can get people in the room with the Holy Spirit, everything can change in their life. And that's what we try to facilitate every Sunday. Holy Spirit, what do you want to do today? Mm -hmm. What life do you want to change? Yeah. Just, just use me to facilitate that. Yeah. And if I can do that, I know I'm doing a good job. Yeah. I say this all the time that you can't get into an atmosphere where the anointing is and not change, you know? And so we, we have that same approach as pastors is we walk through young adult, a lot of young adults, our demographics, a lot of young adults, and we know teenagers and young adults in this generation, they have it. We thought we had it difficult, and we mm -hmm. did. We got into some mess when we were teenagers, but, yeah. man, this generation, it, they got it. It, it. The church is no longer something that they look to for a moral compass mm -hmm. in this generation, and I find that out because I have teenagers. Mm -hmm. um, but what we try to speak and preach from our church is that hey like you said just show up mm -hmm. you know and and we 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 talk to a lot of young adults and young people that feel like the church will judge mm -hmm. and that they're they can't step into a church because you judge me and mm -hmm. we're in they're on this whole well, the truth my truth and you know i'm gonna <laughs> build my life on my truth right. and you can't tell me uh one thing that i've heard from young people that walk into our churches is different mm -hmm. It's real. Like, I can be me, but still discover my identity in Christ. Because I thought that what I thought was me isn't really me, you know. And um, with that approach and loving people in their mess allows them to come into church and say, it's not what I thought. They don't judge me, but they'll walk me through this. And with my struggle, 
with the things that I battle with, my pastors will walk me through it and help me understand who I am in Christ. Mm. So we shifted a lot over the years, you know, in ministry. Because back in the day, you got you had you had a devil. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, if you're dealing with sin, you had a devil. Let's put you in the back room and let's just go mm-hmm. lay hands on you. And it's not, that the generation don't want that. Mm-hmm. You know, and we we recognize that. And it's really saying, hey, we love you. We're going to tell you like it is. We're going to tell you what the Bible says. We're going to tell you what what God requires of your life. We're going to walk you through it. Yeah, you know? and I I love that because if we look at the life of Jesus, yeah. Jesus is the is our model for we're called Christians I mean you know like after Christ little little Christ right, right, right. you know what I mean mm-hmm. if we look at his model for us he had 12 disciples that he brought close mm-hmm. and we think you know because how we've been taught like they were old men you know what mm-hmm. I mean like they no they were they were actually young people mm-hmm. Um, and I could prove it. I could prove it to you in scripture. You know, yeah. whenever he went to the temple, they said, "Are you going to pay temple tax?" <clears throat> and uh, and Jesus said, looked at Peter. He said, "Go get the fish, go fishing, and there's going to be a coin in mm-hmm. the fish's mouth, and it's going to be for you and me." Yeah. So they only charged the tax in the temple for people who are 18 years and older. Mm-hmm. So only Peter and Jesus were 18 years and older. Wow. Everyone else was in their teenage yeah. years. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Also, what's amazing to me is whenever Jesus brought this group of of young guys together, he literally brought opposite ends of the spectrum together. Mm -hmm. He had um, uh, Peter, the zealot, and then he had Matthew, the tax collector, which they were at odds with each other. Mm -hmm. And so they both had their own issues personally. And then you brought them together. They had issues together. And what's beautiful about Jesus and what I hear you saying is, is Jesus did the same thing like you. Like, look, let's just work it out. Right. Just just follow me. Right. And let's work it out. Right. Mm-hmm. Get close to me and let's work it out. Yeah. And whenever you're and you have your own issues that you're dealing with, Peter, you have your own issues that you're dealing with, Matthew, and you have issues with one another. But you know what? Get close to me and let me show you. Ready for this? What the kingdom of heaven really looks That's like. That's right. right. Come on. And so the, I think part of the kingdom of heaven is is, is us coming as we are. Yeah. Getting close to Jesus and him working some things out. That's in our right. Life. That's right. Does that makes sense. So yeah. let's let let me ask you guys this. So talk to uh, talk to me a little bit about your personal vision for Las Vegas. Uh, when it comes to vision, you know, we have our church vision. Obviously, it's to know God, make kingdom impact, leave a legacy. Um, when we simplify that truly what I think personally is what's pa- what I'm passionate about mostly is seeing people win in the city of Las Vegas. It's winning personally. It's winning spiritually. It's winning all aspects of life. And, and, and that, that's where that walking people through some things a lot of times is helping them become successful at what they're doing. And, you know, when it comes to knowing God, it really deals with twofold. Um, we're talking about people that don't know God as personable, uh, relational, you know, and and really bringing them to the understanding mm-hmm. that God wants to have a relationship. This isn't, you know, a far off kind of yeah. deal. This right. is face to face relationship where you feel God every day yeah. and, you know, you can talk to him. You don't have to have thou and thy in your language. <laughs> right. You could talk to him at your level and he'll listen. And on the other side, we're we're also talking about knowing God for even for the people that are churched and and have been going to church, but at maybe at some point, you know, they dropped the ball a little bit, and maybe the passion has mm. gone out, and maybe maybe they're no longer concerned about the presence of God like they used to be. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to reignite a a, a passion and, and revival that that happens on the inside of people. Yeah. You yeah. know, that 
forgot about their first love and what yeah. this thing is all about, that it's not just about the do's and don'ts in ministry, but it really is a relational thing with God that what they experienced before is not compared to what God wants to do now and today. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we're real passionate about that. And, you know, we really just want to make an impact, a kingdom impact in, in that capacity with people in the city of Las Vegas. And, you know, we want to see people do great things for God, you know, on that level. Truly, we just want to see the kingdom uh, be established on this earth and in yeah. the city. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I love it whenever I'm with you guys, like even when I'm at church with you guys, like I see the legacy because it's not just only young people at your church, even though you guys are a younger church. I mean, you have people with you have brand new babies. Yeah, you have teenagers, you know (laughs) what I mean? But then you also have older folks (laughs) there, too. And so I think when we do create that legacy, the name of your church, legacy is a cross generational thing yeah. Yeah. Um, and it takes everyone working That's together right. and I love that about Cheryl's church whenever I'm there because yeah. everything that you just said right now your vision mm. whenever I step into the room at your church yeah. I see it oh, and it's not you. just something like you guys talk from the stage and say yeah. this is what we do but you can look out <clears throat> at your crew yeah. yeah it's like okay yeah like they're actually really doing this yeah. like this wow. is actually uh Okay. Yeah, they're really doing this. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's it, and I've, I I appreciate that because I've been around places before. Where they have this gigantic vision, right? And you don't see it mm. anywhere in there. And yeah, so, yeah. legacy, family, the prince yeah. of God, it just radiates off you guys. Thank and you. So Thank you for that. I love it, and I'm so glad like we're we're in the city together. Yeah, and I appreciate that. that. Yeah, for Thank sure. You. So so if people want to get involved with uh, what you guys have going on, how can they get involved with you guys? We say get plugged in. I mean, this is it. For us with Legacy, uh, we, we do some outreach here in Las Vegas. We partner up. Uh, if people want to do outreach, definitely partner up with that. Um, as far as connecting with Legacy itself, get plugged in. And we say this all the time. If it's not Legacy, get plugged in somewhere. Mm-hmm. But our focus is on local house, mm-hmm. local church. Uh, I believe, we believe that the church ought to be a hub, not a holding place. Mm. It needs to be a place where people come in. I like that. I like that. We, we'll train you up. We'll get you to a place where you understand your assignment, and then we send you out and you go do it. Mm-hmm. You know, and so if somebody wants to say, hey, I want to be used by God, come in. Come in and sit in a service. Get plugged in and, and allow us to see the gift and pull the gift in you so that you can understand your assignment for God. And we send you out and you go do it. Go yeah. preach at your jobs. Go preach at your schools. Go get people saved out there. You know, so uh, for us, it's get plugged into, if it's not legacy, a local church. Yeah. Use your gift for God. I believe everybody has an assignment. Everybody has a gift. But it's cultivated in the house mm-hmm. and sent out, you know. And so we say, hey, plug yourself in. Come come and just see what Legacy is about. Yeah. And lock arms with us. And we're just getting started. Yeah. We're just getting started. And we're, we're so excited. Uh, but we need people to lock arms with us. Let's go win this city. Yeah. You know, let's go, let's go change lives. Mm-hmm. So um, that, I, I'd say that. Get, get plugged in to the local house. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, like, I like what Rick Warren said. He said a, a church should not be known for its seating capacity, mm. but for its sending capacity. That's good. And uh, I like what you said. It's yeah. not a, what would you say? It's, it's not, not a, a holding. It's, it's, it's a, not it's a, a holding hub. place. It's a hub. Yeah. Yeah. I love it because that's really what it's all about yeah. is equipping people, developing people, right. um, helping them discover their God-giving destiny yeah. gifts, 
and then releasing them out into the world. That's right. That's right. I don't think we were saved just to warm a pew. That's right. My God, I could start preaching right <laughs> Come now. Come on. Hey, watch out now. You know what I mean? But I mean, it's, it's so true. Yeah. Like, if we're going to win a city, right. we have to be in the city. That's right. And we have to be released. And I love y'all's hearts. And it's, and you hold people with an open hand and say, Hey, yeah. come on, get plugged in the house yeah. and then go out and win the city. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I love that. I love that so much about you guys. So, um, do you guys have a website for anybody to, if they want to do that? Yeah. You can go to legacychurch.cc. We have different avenues there. You can connect, you know, on different levels with what we're doing in the community with what we're doing with the local church and you can get involved in in that capacity. You know, you don't have to go to our church to get involved with what we're doing. We have uh, plenty of people that we partner with that we can connect, you know, people to. We do have people that reach out to us and say, Hey, what are you guys doing? And we love to, you know, offer information because we're connected with some great people. We didn't, we didn't go at um, this in, in regards to outreach or making a difference in our city with, with, the approach of, hey, let's wait until we get big so that we can make a difference. Mm -hmm. We really said, hey, we're going to start at the level that we are. And if that means we reach five people because that's what we had, then we reach five people. But we always want to be doing something in our city because that's what we believe God's calling us to do. And so we've done that. We've partnered with great people. We didn't try to create something on our own. Right. We really just found somebody that is really doing something and really has the right heart connected with those people. And now we're reaching a a whole lot of people because we're doing it collectively together. And that's what um, operating with the spirit of unity is all about. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, if you are in the Las Vegas area and you are looking for a spirit filled church with pastors who love their people, you need to you need to look up Legacy Church and go hang out and listen. If you're a pastor listening to this and you do not know the Velardes, you need to get to know the Velardes. Awesome people. Front, I mean, me and Ashley were like me and Ashley. That's my wife. You guys have yeah. become great friends of ours. Get to, yeah, yeah, exactly. Get yeah. to know the Velardes. Great yeah. people. If you're looking for church Legacy pastors, get to know the Velardes. Listen. Thank you so much for watching or or if you're listening to this, uh, you Las Vegas United. God is doing amazing things in our city. Psalms uh, 133, I say it every week, how good it is for brethren to dwell together in unity for there is the commanded blessing of God. And listen to me, Las Vegas, God is commanding his blessing over our city. So thank you so much for watching. We look forward to seeing you next week right here on Las Vegas United. Hey, Las Vegas, thank you so much for tuning in tonight. Next week, Pastor Aaron is going to be talking to Vanessa Diaz of Mere Vessels. Her passion for the presence and glory of God sparks an engaging conversation about stepping out in faith and pushing past your comfort to allow yourself to be used for God's work. Hey, Las Vegas, Aaron Pino here with Las Vegas United, and we are on location right here at Trinity Life Center where on December 31st, we're gonna be hosting New Year's Eve Night Watch. The event is gonna be from 7 p.m. and we're gonna go all the way to 7 a.m. And the heart behind this is we're inviting all of our friends, all the churches, all the ministries right here in Las Vegas to come and to pray in 2022 right here with us. And we're Trinity Life Center. The address is 1000 East St. Louis Avenue, right here in Las Vegas, Nevada. We would love to see you this December 31st, 
right here for New Year's Eve Night Watch. Our show is hosted by Pastor Aaron Pino of Overflow Church. To learn more about him and his ministry, please visit overflowchurch.co. The guests this week are Pastor David and Sherry Velarde of Legacy Church. For more information, visit legacychurch.cc. To stay updated with their ministry, follow them on Instagram and Facebook at legacychurch.lv. Our show is directed by Javier Moreno. Production assisting by Julie Moreno. Edited by Javier and Jalen Moreno. Las Vegas United is produced by CTN Vegas, the Las Vegas location for the Christian Television Network. For more information about CTN Vegas and our show, please visit ctnvegas.com.